Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. This is the How to Trade It podcast. We talk about the real stories behind successful traders. You will learn the strategies that the best traders use in today's markets. And we get those experts to show us how to trade it. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the How to Trade It podcast. And today I'm here with Brian Reeler from Trader Shark. Hi Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Casey. Thanks for inviting me. Awesome. So the very cool thing about talking with Brian is that he's actually moderating a room as we're doing the podcast. And so if he has to interrupt the conversation and he yells out shark attack, (laughs) there is a live trade being announced to the room because he just did that to me. So this is the first time I've ever had anyone do the interview while doing a live room. So that's pretty cool. Same. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, we briefly spoke before the recording was going to start, and I said, oh, hold on, Casey. And then I had a spike on a shark attack trade, two and four points launched right in the room just less than 10 minutes ago. So that's the S&P E-mini futures. And that is very cool. So, Brian, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, just the basic details? Sure. You know, this started many years ago, over 30 years ago, and my dad said, hey, you need to get into the market. You know, we had a little bit of extra money sitting on the side. So I'd start with like a Benham Capital Management Fund where I was making 5% a year. And I thought that was fantastic, right? And so I started to learn about the treasuries. Didn't really know anything about treasuries. We didn't have Google. We didn't have computers back then. So I had to read up on what a treasury was. And then he says, you know, you're kind of getting the handle of this. Why don't you go ahead and trade some mutual funds? Well, that's pretty aggressive, right? You're going to maybe get five, six, seven, eight percent return per year. And so that's how I got started in learning the markets. Then graduated high school, went off to college. And I thought that would be a great idea to go fly a helicopter. So I joined the Army, went into Army ROTC, came out, did that for about six years. Uh, I was a medevac pilot up there in Desert Storm. And then I said, hey, this is pretty dangerous. (laughs) So I came back and I go, I'm originally from Western New York. And I said, I want to go to Florida. So what do you think I did between the time of college and the Army? I went and I worked at Disney World. Isn't that what everybody does down in Florida? So I worked out at Disney Florida and then I went into the military went into flight school. It wasn't quite that easy. I'll tell you how I got that later, if you like. And then after the six years I came back, I was working on a helicopter. I go, you know, I think I'm going to become wealthy. And I thought I was going to do that in real estate. And then I found out what a mortgage was and I became a mortgage broker. I was a mortgage broker for 20 years. Then 2010 came up and the wonderful Dodd-Frank Act came out. And they all of a sudden imposed all these restrictions, took an easy one-page good faith estimate, expanded it to five pages. And I said, you know, these guys just messed the market up. So I respectfully let my license expire. And everybody said, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. I think I'm going to trade the markets. And I went off and I wrote, initially wrote one trading manual, and then I ended up writing five trading manuals. I had to find some gurus. 
had to go through a lot of different seminars and webinars and probably spent in excess of between 80 and $100,000 over the many years learning what I liked and did not like about different trading rooms or different trading methodologies. One of the things I did not like is when they want to charge you $3,000 and then you're hooked in, you got to stay with them to make your money back. Or I didn't like how they criticized traders in the room and they were condescending. And so I took what I liked and what I didn't like. And then my mentor was Trader Bamboo many, many years ago. And I thought that was really cool, Trader. And then I thought Sharks on Wall Street and I came up with Trader Shark. Then I started talking to my family and friends, started teaching them how to trade. And they go, hey, you got something here. And I said, really? And so I started to tell people about it. Then I had people want to subscribe and I'm going, subscribe? I said, I'm doing it for free. Then I said, hey, I can make some money on this. And so I started charging like $49 a month and then people were starting to make money and enjoyed it. Hope I'm not talking too fast. Could have been the two cups of coffee I had this morning. Plus it, you're a scalper, it, so you got to be high Oh, energy. we haven't even talked about the scalping <laughs> method. Yes, I am a scalper. And I'll talk about there's a lot of negative connotations to that, but I'll tell you the pluses and minuses. Anyways, so I created TraderShark and then I started getting invited to all these different trading presentations and shows and TraderShark was born. Very cool. So before I get into too much of the trading stuff, I want to know what kind of helicopter you used to fly. Ooh, well, hey. I am 57 years old right now, believe it or not. And so back then I was flying a what? A Huey. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so we trained on what's called a TH-55, a training helicopter in flight school, Fort Rucker, Alabama. And I started out with a Huey. And I won't go into details on that. But just before I got out, they said, hey, would you like a transition to a Blackhawk, which is a multi-engine helicopter? And I thought, that'd be really cool. And they go, but that incurs an additional six years of your life. And I'm going, I'll pass. So we flew the Huey helicopters in Desert Storm. And what do you think was DXed or down most of the time? The Blackhawks were down. Now, I'm not saying anything negative about the Blackhawks. The sand ingestion was pretty heavy. So the Hueys were these workhorses and we were flying around helping everybody. And then they kicked into speed as the war kicked off. So I was only in a helicopter one time when I was in the army and we did a medical training and they were pretending that I was wounded. And so they hauled me into a Black Hawk and flew me to the medical camp. And it was all just part of the training exercise, but it was very cool. They've got some power, man. When they pick up on that collective, you can feel yourself pushing into the seat, feel yourself pushing into the litter. Yeah. Well, as a veteran and just a patriot in general, I want to just thank you for serving the country and really appreciate your time and service. Well, you too, Casey. And I appreciate your service too. I mean, there's a lot of veterans out there. And I think that those people that put their time and effort for this country. We're not always doing the right things. You know, We're not always doing what people view as being right, but we're doing it in our hearts is the right thing. Protecting this country, whatever we can do to help improve the quality of life here for our people. Yeah, it's a good thing. So great. All right. Well, let's go ahead now and talk some trading. So you've made the transition. We could talk all day about that Dodd-Frank Act. I was also not a big <laughs> fan, but you made that transition into trading. So how did that actually go for you? You sound like a really smart guy. So It probably was really easy for you just to pick up trading and just start making a lot of money right away. That's a great question. Yeah, right. I lost a lot of money before I started to trade successfully, before really TraderShark was born. I was trading while I was a mortgage broker and I was learning how the equity futures, I was learning about treasuries and notes when they bumped the interest rates and not. So I literally would close my door. I was quite productive in the mortgage world. I'd close my door from 9.30 to 11.30 in the morning and people knew that I was in there trading. And then after 11.30, I'd open up and I'd become a mortgage broker. But it doesn't come without the pains of losses, right? In other words, you certainly don't have any system out there where you go and you win and you win constantly. And so I think one of the biggest disadvantages of trading is a thing called revenge trading, right? And when you take a loss, 
people tend to go, oh, well, I took a loss. Well, now I've got to make another trade very quickly in order to make that back up. The death of any trader, new traders, experienced traders is called revenge trading. And I think that's another reason I created TraderShark.com is I learned to slow things down. While I do talk pretty fast, I believe it's because of the coffee this morning. We have to learn to slow things down and think before you click. And while a lot of people don't believe in indicators, I believe the indicator is what tells us to slow until that indicator is in our favor, then buy or sell. And what that is, that's the way to overcome that catastrophic loss and revenge trading, which dives you even deeper into a deeper loss. You don't know what's happening until it's too late. So I want to talk about revenge trading because I was actually guilty of this last week and I want you to punish me publicly <laughs> on the air so I never do it again. <laughs> Great solution for that. Oh, good. So I just want to kind of, number one is I want to know when it's okay to get back in. What I had done just recently is I've been on a really good streak. September has been a really good month for me and that's great. But what happens is I think when you get on a nice winning streak, the losses, when it comes time to take a loss, you don't want to like, cause I've won all, just had a lot of winners in a row and I didn't want to take a loss. So I took my first losing trade in a long time and I'm like, Oh man, this sucks. I want to keep that winning streak going. So I immediately got right back into the trade and I even added a position too, which is against my rules. Like I doubled up and I know I wasn't supposed to do that because I doubled my risk and I ended up making money on it, but I still felt terrible because I felt like I violated my process and I did revenge trading and I felt like I was getting rewarded for doing something wrong. Excellent. Well, it's not excellent that you got rewarded for doing something wrong, but it's excellent that you realize that. Yeah. That's very, very powerful. Maybe you didn't notice, but I used to be a coach and I was a, a trained life coach. And so I use that and apply that to trading on my website. So to answer your question, when do you get back in? Well, of course, you have to have a clearly defined set of rules, right? In other words, you have a rule. And I don't know what yours are, but the rules may be when this happens, I enter a position. And then with those rules, you have potential targets. And a lot of people go, oh, I'm just going to let it run. Well, I think that's the death of a new trader as well. You have specific targets. Shorter-term traders are going to be shorter targets. Longer-term traders are going to have longer-term targets. And you have a stop loss or a stop limit. So if it goes against you, you get stopped out. So now you have your set rules, target levels, stop loss. The one thing that I don't hear anybody talk about is what if you're wrong in your indicators or in your setup and it goes against you? You have to have an additional methodology of how to force yourself out. And most people, like you said, do not want to take a loss. I'm not going to take a loss. So now your ego's taken over. And what you're doing is you're going, I'm going to hang in there because I'm right and the market's wrong. And that's how you end up taking your full stop out. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you said, when to get back in? Well, you get back in when your rules line up. Hello, this is Casey. And I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete trading system. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete 
trading system. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. That's a good answer. So that way you're not really going off of emotion. You have everything planned out in advance. Absolutely. And everybody out there is going to say, don't trade by emotion. Well, you know what? That's easy to say. It's very difficult to do. I mean, even as many years as I've been trading over 30 years, I still find myself and I have to catch myself and correct it. And so that's why I say trade what you see, not what you believe. So this morning, we believe the market was going to sell off heavy. However, not as heavy as it could have been. And so the indicators were telling us we were getting ready to hit a bottom. We we're going to roll around. And I was telling everybody this morning that 73.75 was our potential bouncing area. And what do we happen right now? We're having a bounce. And then the reason that's important is those are the rules. So right. I continually in my live trading room that I have from 9.30 to 11.30 Eastern time, I'm continually repeating. Repetition is the mother of skill. This is what Tony Robbins talks about all the time is repetition is the mother of skill. So I'll say something like time, trend, momentum. What time is it? Where's our trend? Where's our momentum? And that helps slow us down before we actually press click on our mouse. Right. I have a couple things I do to keep me slow too. Like I, whenever I take a trade, I always write down a few notes about Excellent. why I'm taking it and what I'm seeing. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I don't have time for this, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I still force myself to do it. And just doing that helps me stay slowed down a little bit. Excellent. Introducing the Finance and Markets Newsletter, a unique type of newsletter designed to inspire you to make sound financial decisions. Stories of successful people who overcame tremendous struggles will impress and motivate you to never give up on your financial and personal lives. Sign up today and get the inspiration you need. Go to the link in this episode's description to subscribe. What would you think about the notes on a successful trade versus the notes on a failed trade? Which one's more important? I would probably say that on a failed trade would be more important. Very good. You didn't know I was going to put you on the spot on that one. No, but I like being put on the spot, so go for it. So the idea is we know that we've already got a proven trading plan. So we know when we enter and we exit, we make our profits. It's great to put the notes down, but it's what we learn on the failed trade or the trade that we just lost that right. is really going to make us a better trader. And you don't want to get into the negative self-talk. Oh man, I suck. No, you know what? If that's what you say, then that's what you're doing. Right. So I like to refer to this instead of, oh, I suck. I would say something like this. What could I do better next time to make that last failed trade a successful trade? Right. So imagine right. what that just does to your brain, right? These brains are a computer and these brains are going to tell us, oh, I suck. Well, yeah, it's going to tell you all the reasons you suck or it's going to adjust and you say, hey, what could I do better next time to make that last trade a successful trade? Now your brain is kicking in and telling you what you could have done different, right? So these brains are going to answer the question that we tell ourselves. So I want everybody to write this down. The quality of our lives is equal to the quality of the questions we ask ourselves. The quality of our lives or the quality of our trading life is equal to the quality of the questions we ask ourselves. Okay, so go ahead and expand on that a little bit for me. Sure. Just like what I said, I suck. I don't want to ever hear one of my coaching students say, I suck. I want you to tell me I'm a good trader. I just learned one more way how not to trade, right? We want to reverse it. You don't hear me. I don't say problems. I say challenges, right? These are awesome rules that Tony Robbins talks about in leading our life. 
if you say how bad something is, you're going to find all the other ways on how bad it is. Right. But if we say, what could I do different next time? Didn't when I when so I even rather question, than making a statement about looking at the negative, you are asking a question how to turn it around. Absolutely. What's good about this? And you're problem solving. You're putting your brain to work for problem solving rather than putting a label on yourself. Absolutely. Like if I see a trade and I lose, my first trade today was a full stop. Very embarrassing, right? And so I looked back at everybody and I said, hey, how could I have improved this? I mean, I'm saying it live over the microphone. I said, what could I have done differently? And I answer the question myself and I'll say, I could have done this. I could have waited a little longer. So I'm getting everybody else on the other side of the screens to think the same way to bring their trades successful. If I say, I suck, I'm never trading again. I'm not going to do this again. Then you know what? What good are you at trading? Trading is the best career we could possibly think of out there. We control virtually our complete success or our complete failure between us and the computer. Well, that makes it very good job, but it also makes a very bad job because all the responsibility is on my shoulders. And I don't know if I like that. It is on your shoulders. You <laughs> don't have a supervisor, like a nasty right? boss that I could talk about and complain about. Oh, you're going <laughs> to like the second part. Now you said something about getting into a trade, but you violated your rules, right? We need to have an accountability partner. I don't care if it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a wife, not your children, because you're going to give them money anyways. But here's what I would suggest. When people first start trading, and I'm going to jump back over to micros, I think micros are terrible because people tend to trade not the way they would trade trading minis, and then they take more aggressive trades and hold on longer, and now they're practicing bad habits. Why is that important? Because I tell people, you know, sim trade. Oh my gosh. When you hear the word sim trade, you go, I don't want a sim trade. Paper trade. I don't want a paper trade. I've got a solution for you. What I want you to do, this is directly to you, Casey, right? Okay, I want good. you to take $10 bills and put them in front of you. Now, you are sim trading, but if you trade and you're successful, great, no problem. If you trade and you violate your own rules and you're successful, great. If you trade your own rules and you lose the trade, you have to pay your accountability partner one of those $10 bills. Well, there you go. You're sim trading. And so why is sim trading not that effective? Why is any other type of like micros? I don't think that's effective either. You've got to physically lose or you've got to feel the pain in order for you to change your habit. I had a trader. He goes, ah, whatever. I said, you know what? We're going to increase it. I want you to put 10 $20 bills and eh, whatever. I got him up to 10 <laughs> $50 bills on his table. Now he's feeling That's the pain. Cash. He goes, Wait a minute. You mean I got to give $50 away to my significant other? It's okay if it's your wife. It's okay if it's your, I don't want it to be your children because you would give the money to your children. You don't feel the pain. If right. you got to give a $50 <laughs> bill to your child, do you think that's going to affect your psyche? Well, I'm always giving 50 bills to my wife too. So I don't think that would work. <laughs> okay. Okay, Casey. I want to see 10 $100 bills on the desk. Do you see what I'm doing? I'm kicking into yeah. coaching mode here, but yeah. 10 $100 bills. So every time you fail at a SIM trade, you have to give a $100 bill to your significant other. You know what? If the significant other, you know, you love her so much and you don't mind giving her $100, you can't use her as a, an accountability partner. Right. You've got to use somebody else. Let's say, oh, you're not going to like this. The person that you don't like most, and I don't know who that could be. It could be the person, Tom, right next to you. I'm just you don't trying like to him. think of some people right now. <laughs> right? Okay. So I want you to find a person <laughs> Nobody's you Nobody's like. coming into my head, though. All right. So, okay. So, I mean, uh, you may like everybody, yeah, and I yeah. get that. It's got to be painful, but not as painful as trading in the market. Right. So if you have somebody, let's just say the guy's name is Tom. No offense to those guys' names who's Tom. But let's say Tom is a guy that you didn't like, and he crossed your lawn, and he cut your grass, and you don't like him because of that. 
Every time you lose a trade, and if you violate your rules and you lose a trade, you've got to walk over and give him one of those $100 bills. Now, will that affect the way you place your SIM trade? knowing that you'll physically have to give a $100 bill away. I think the connection there would make it a little more real and would help. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, Because well, I think with a virtual money or it's real money, but you know, well, SIM trade isn't, but even when it's a real trading account, it's real money, but even sometimes it doesn't feel real. Right. I want yeah. it to be painful yeah. to my coaching students. I want it to be painful. In other words, people move towards pleasure or away from pain. So if I'm trading away from pain, I don't want that money's got to be so important to me that I am changing my trading habits so I don't have to give that other $100 bill away. That's good. It's That's good really stuff. good. It Thank good you. Stuff. I want to switch gears a little bit, but that was really good. I want to talk about scalping because I hear a lot of bad stuff about scalping. As a matter of fact, I've got one really good friend who's a good trader and he's always like, scalping is the worst. Like <laughs> you're not ever going to make any money. And you know how some people will really say, you know, they're like, okay, well, my method is the method. And I'm not against scalping, but I have heard a lot of negative stuff and I've heard some other people say some things about it. So tell me what your thoughts are, why you chose to do it, why it's so wonderful and all that good stuff. That's another great question. In other words, in my trading manuals that I wrote, I thought from a very basic perspective, if I want to talk to somebody and they want to trade, they have to ask themselves some questions like, why do I want to trade it? How much do I want to make? How much do I have to risk? And so you got what, 4,000 stocks out there? Our actual size of our stock market is actually dropping. We went from 8,000 stocks down to like 4,000. See, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. And so the numbers are not important, but do you want to trade stocks, 4,000 different stocks and evaluate? Do you want to trade mutual funds, which is kind of a lower profit margin? But it's longer term, right? I mean, you buy the stock, you have to wait for it to make a move. It could be three days, five days. What type of trader are you? Are you a long-term trader where you're trading for one month, two months, three months? Are you a little bit maybe shorter term trader, swing trader, three to seven days? Or are you a day trader? Now, a lot of people call themselves day traders. To me, that's scalping. I want to be in an all-cash position by four o'clock in the afternoon. So to me, it's important. I've tried them both. I did Forex trading. I was When I was trading Forex, my gosh, when we talk about the trading methodology, I want to have a higher time frame chart and a lower time frame chart. My higher time frame chart was a daily chart. My lower time frame chart was a four-hour chart. You can do a higher time frame chart of a four-hour chart and your lower time frame chart's a one-hour chart. To me, those are long-term trades. So I like to use a tick chart, which is a little bit faster. And I'm in and out of a position. I may only go for, hopefully you all understand, in a S&P E-mini, we're trading contracts. And it's $12.50 per tick. Four ticks equals a point. So four ticks is 50 bucks. I'm going to do that again. One tick is $12.50. Four ticks is $50. So when I'm trading- It's like uh, quarters. Yeah, right. And why is it a quarter? Yeah. And we can go into the numbers and why I use certain settings on my trading charts. But the idea would be, I may place a trade and only go for two and four ticks. Well, two ticks- Plus four ticks is what? 50 plus 25, 75 bucks. Some people trade all day long and they can't make 50 bucks. So if I can get a trade off and make 75 bucks there and another trade 75 bucks there, if you got two trades, you make 150 bucks. Remember, two contracts. From 930 to 1130, you made 150 bucks. That may not sound like a lot to a lot of people, but it goes back to each individual person. How much money are you coming in to trade with? Are you trading a $500 account, a $3,000 account, a $5,000, a $50,000 account? Based on those size of your accounts, develops your risk threshold. And now we come back to, I like low risk, high probability trades, knock out 75 bucks, 75 bucks there with only two contracts. And then you can increase the contract size. What if I'm trading four contracts? 
Then I just made 150 bucks in one trade. Then what if I go to four contracts twice, 150, 150, that's 300 bucks. People would die to be able to make $300 a day trading. Right. You make so it, I, if you think every day, day in, day out, consistently over time, even if it's a small amount, it really adds up. It does add up. Now, this is discipline too, right? If you want to go for a longer term trade, I have some traders in the room that are longer term traders. They buy only like today we had a bounce at 32, 73, 75. They may have been buying off of that level. And if they were buying off that level, they're longer term traders. That's fine, but you're taking a larger stop loss. Those stop losses could be three or four points. Yeah. Well, if four points is your stop loss, what is that? $200 or no, that's depending on how many contracts you're trading. If you're trading right. two contracts and you lose four points, you're losing 400 bucks, right? And the other thing is that when you're holding a trade for a long time, you're actually tying up your capital. So you are limiting, your move might be bigger, but you're limiting your ability to make money because your capital's tied up. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the reason you like scalping is one of the reasons is because of you can just make the money quickly. What other benefits are there to it? Peace of mind. In other words, I can sleep and lay my head in the pillow at night and actually rest. I'm in an all cash position. I'm not worrying about the market falling out of bed overnight. Um, now, I certainly trade mutual funds and I have some longer term positions and, and I have some certain stock positions, of course, but those all have their own trading methodology for each entity. Right. You know, yeah. It's a different trade. strategy, high risk. Yeah. I'm going to hammer you with this, just a series of questions because this is really fascinating to me. So I think you said that you can increase your winning percentage. And somebody told me before when I was having a discussion about scalping, they said, well, if you're trying to predict the weather, you know, and you got to predict it a week out, well, you're going to get it wrong a lot. But if you're trying to predict it, like what's going to happen in the next hour, well, then you're going to be right a lot more often. And scalping is on a very lower time frame, So you only have to predict what's going to happen in the next few ticks. So the odds of getting it right are better than if you're trying to do long-term forecasting. I like that. I may start using that. The weather analogy is awesome. The one difference is that we didn't talk about my trading methodology, but I have a higher time frame and a lower time frame chart. So most of my charts, obviously tradershark.com, I use oceanic themed trade setups. I have what's called a wave trade. A wave trade is when a higher time frame chart is going in a specific direction. Then I look to the lower time frame chart to enter the position. I strongly encourage anybody out there to trade at least with two charts, right? A higher time frame and a lower time frame. So if your higher time frame chart, I refer to it as a wave, that bigger wave is coming in. I want the lower wave to identify that same pattern. And now I've increased my probabilities. Of That's success. like the ocean. The That's tide's a, coming exactly. in. Exactly. And the exactly. waves coming in and they get lined up. And, you know, when you're going, the tide comes in, it hits the wave, it's going the wrong way, but then eventually they both go the same direction and then boom, you hit it and you ride it. That's good. Yeah. If you try to trade your lower time frame chart against the bigger wave, yeah. you're going to get your hand slapped. So yeah. I wanted to kind of ask about your wins. So you're going after four ticks or whatever it is you go after, very low time frame. How do you hand handle your losers? Because you said a full loser and small loser. Because I know some people that have talked about how wonderful they are on scalping and they get 95% win rate. But the problem is when they finally lose, it's like the value of like 50 winning trades in a row because the losses are so big. <laughs> well, right? those are longer term <laughs> traders. If they're losing 50%, well, they're scalping. They're only taking like, you know, one tick, two ticks. But then when they're losers, like 20 ticks, you know, because they just don't want to cut the loss mm, and they got a high win rate. Those guys are not successful, but I'm just curious, like what your size of loss versus your size of win would be. Great question. Again, first off, I would question somebody says they have a 95% win rate. I question that, but I would say that, you know, I keep my stop losses relatively tight, but I think once you get your first target, your stop loss has got to move. 
So you have what's called a reduced risk stop or a lower stop level. So let's take, for example, now I said four ticks as an example, two ticks and four ticks as an example. Why? Because we trade, if we're going to trade it, two ticks and four ticks, we trade inside that opening 15 minute range. That's it because it's too volatile. If you're not going to trade it, I have some traders that only trade outside of the opening range. And if they do, we're going for three and six, three ticks and six ticks. Math, what's six ticks? 75 bucks. What's three ticks? 37.50. And that together got over hundred bucks on a trade. Not so bad. Now, where's our stop loss? When I initiate a trade, I generally have an eight tick stop loss. So wait a minute, you're trying to get 75 bucks and you got a $200 loss. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's a bad. So a full wait, loss is a bad thing. I lost two hundred dollars right off the market this morning, but at the same time, nicely recovered. And then what happened when we first started talking this morning? There was what's called a shark attack trade. That shark attack trade yielded two points and four points, not ticks. So what? Two points and four points is how much, depending on how many contracts you're trading. If one point is fifty dollars, two points is a hundred dollars, and then a four point is two hundred dollars. You just made three hundred dollars in the trade. So you recovered, recovered on that loss. Recovered so, nicely. But so this happened winners, over the lunchtime trading zone. Okay, so with your, you've got a pretty good winning percentage, and your winners are averaging bigger than your losers overall. Overall, they are absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah otherwise, I wouldn't still be doing this twelve years later. Awesome. That's good. Really good stuff today, Ryan. Thank you. So. We've had a great conversation. Now I want you to talk a little bit about Trader Shark. How do they find you? How do they get set up? And what kind of people do you think should be interested in coming to check you out? Absolutely. TraderShark.com. That's the website. And read the testimonials. Those are all real and valid and get pages and pages of testimonials of the people that joined us. Some people come in for a short period of time. Some people stay with me for a long period of time. What I have is a live trading room from 9.30 to 11.30. And I also have a coaching program. You can go to the products section and check me out there. I'm not a big sales person. I'm not trying to sell anything. One thing I didn't like is when people were charging $3,000 to get into the room. In my situation, I think I charge $198 a month if you want to join the live trading room. The manuals are $198. In fact, you're going to like this part. If you go to the website, make sure you use the code Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, and you get 25% off anything that we have on the website right now. Casey, C-A-S-E-Y is your code. That'll be good until Friday at midnight. If you hear this podcast later, I know this may be coming out to Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, email me, remind me, and I'll certainly honor the 25% discount based on them listening to this podcast. Awesome. I highly recommend you guys try it out. Give it a shot. If it sounds like you know scalping would be the thing for you, I think the coaching sounds really good. Brian did a great job of coaching us, coaching me right on the show on the spot. <laughs> so I appreciate that. And all the links will be in the description for everybody that's listening. You guys can just click it or you can just go to tradershark.com. Thanks again so much for being on the show, Brian. Really enjoyed it. Really appreciate it. Casey, it was awesome. I appreciate the interview. It was great interaction. They can also email me. I don't know if you're putting that out there. It's info at tradershark.com. That's the email address. And then don't be discouraged by saying only four ticks because we have multiple trades. We have hook patterns, wave trades, shark attack trades, killer whale trades. Each one of those yield a different profit margin. So certainly check it out. What kind of traders does it go to? It could go to beginning traders. It could go to more advanced traders. Even the coaching program, you don't have to trade my methodology in order to take advantage of the coaching program. You may be trading something else, but you're just not getting over the hump. So I've had people comment and say, you know what? I finally stopped losing money. And that to me is what jazzes me to keep going. The thing I like about it, Brian, it's the accountability. You know, we talked about the $10 bills on the desk. You know, having a coach is just phenomenal. You know, like I talked to you and I told you that I messed up. It's great having a coach, somebody that can tell, look, I messed up, you know, and they can say, okay, 
well, you're not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're, we're going to increase from 10 to $20, you know. Yeah. If you do it again, yeah. we're going to double that. Yeah. I'm going to make it painful for you in a fun way. What does a coach do? A coach, first thing is asks for, may I have your permission to hold you accountable, right? I hear all these people talk about, oh, I'm a coach. And I'm going, you know what? I was professionally trained as a coach, so I know how to get inside your brain and yeah. correct that issue. So. Yeah, I've had a lot of coaches and I do some coaching, but I'm not a great coach. But I love a coach that gets in my face. <laughs> not in a mean way, but like he's holding me accountable. He really is. And that's important. So Brian's that kind of a coach. He's a good guy. If you need help, don't just settle struggling. Why not reach out, get some help. The choice is yours. Either struggle and suffer alone or go get some help and Brian, it sounds like a great coach, so all the links and everything will be available. Plus, you get a discount if you use my code Casey. All right, well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening, and uh, until the next episode of the How to Trade a Podcast, we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Trade It Podcast. Our mission is to help you create security in the markets. If you have a question you want me to ask my guests or a specific question you have for me, please email me at podcasttradingstrategyguides.com. I answer every email I get because this show is about helping you learn how to trade it. So again, please reach me at podcasttradingstrategyguides.com. Thank you. for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.